get started. You know, the advice is like find an area that if you get started, it will give you the biggest return on investment, the biggest order. It will solve confusions. Take that area, map it on a, on a high level, you know, start. And it's very easy to do it when you use a process documentation platform. You know, you go into Trenial, you go, okay, subject is sales. Okay. What are the main points of sale? How do I sell? And then you can populate it. You can create videos. You can continue later, maybe, but at least you got started. So my advice is really get started. Hey everyone, I'm Chris Ronzio, founder and CEO of Trainual, and this is Organize Chaos. You just heard from Adi Clevett, and this episode is all about documentation. So we dig into the life cycle of how, when, why, what documentation is all about, and more importantly, how to get buy-in from your team so that this is something that people actually do and follow. Adi is a member of our Process People community. She's a Trainual certified consultant and the lead and visionary of the Business Success Consulting Group. So she brings with her 25 years of knowledge and experience as a trained industrial engineer, management consultant, and business executive. And it was just a fun conversation. I always love talking with service providers, people working with other business owners to make this stuff stick. And so in this conversation, you get a lot of practical tips from back in the days when I was consulting and present day when Adi is doing a lot of this work to support the businesses that she's helping helping to scale. Take a listen. Welcome back to Organized Chaos. I'm your host, Chris Ronzio, and today we're talking with Adi Clevett. Hey, Adi, how are you? Good. How are you doing, Chris? Amazing. All right. So this is going to be kind of like a roundtable discussion on documentation. I know you're an expert at this. I, of course, have a little bit of experience in this. So we're going to talk about just the, the life cycle of documentation, why it's important in businesses, how to infuse it into your culture and get buy-in from the team, and then maybe some tips and tricks along the way. So why don't we just start at the beginning? Uh, you know, when you're talking with people, how would you even set it up and tell them documentation is important? Like, how, how do you start that? You know, I think that it's really um, the business has to be ready for documentation, right? Because if you have a business just starting or they are having problems getting clients or customers or patients, you know, that's not a time really to document because they need to get busy and market and sell and have enough business coming in, right? So from my experience is business owners know that they need to get to the next level. They want to grow, they want to scale. Maybe they're looking at selling the business and they need some systems in order to put in place so they know that the business is more sellable. Maybe they're looking at acquiring another business. So they know that they're at that point, they just don't know maybe what to do on what exactly it is, but they know that the, that when you talk to them about processes at that point, you go, yeah, this is exactly what I need. And I'm not yeah. saying, you know, if you, if you are at the beginning of, the, you're just starting the business or you still, you know, you are market heavily, marketing heavily in order to get customers and clients. I mean, you can still document. I'm not saying no, but that's not where your main focus should be. Yeah, it's not the most yeah, not important the most thing important. because if you can't get any customers, then there's no one even to read the documentation, right? <laughs> you should focus on that's, that. That's yeah, exactly I, I right. Remember, you know, it's, yeah, go ahead. Sorry. 
when I when I was consulting, I would give people the analogy of like, you know, driving a car. And as the car started to go faster and faster on the highway, and maybe if it starts to rattle and shake, that's where you really want to invest in the the systems and the infrastructure. Whereas like when the car is parked, it's not rattling. You know, so you've got to get some momentum and and make things happen first. I agree. Yeah. So you know, do, I know you work with a ton of different businesses. Do you think there's a right size or stage when they start working on this? You know, I love your analogy. I really like your analogy on the car, right? The car is parked, then the system doesn't have to be, have to be replaced. So if we have a business that if you don't have employees or you have just a few, there is no point in doing it, right? Because yeah. what I wanted to say earlier, it's it's really easy. Sometimes it's easier to go into the organization and how can I organize and how can I sit down and write as opposed to really face what is going on and going and selling and getting the business going, right? So yeah. again, you have to assess what phase your business is in. I documented processes for businesses that only had maybe less than 10 employees, but they were very profitable. They're growing fast, but that was the type of industry. So they didn't need more employees, but they did need to have that those systems documented for more efficiency, for being able to do the knowledge transfer. If one key employee left, it would be a problem. So that way they had it. And I work with businesses that, with companies that had 3000 employees. So it really depends on the cycle of where the business is at and what you want to accomplish. If you want to scale, if you want to grow, that's the time to document. And um, it can be done with different sizes and different um, number of employees. Yeah, I think you brought up a good point there because I think there's two types of people. There's people that are by nature organized and want to focus on operations and structure. There's other people that are by nature kind of chaotic and they just sort of, you know, flying by the seat of their pants. And it's very different when you're starting a business because if you are the operations kind of person, then I think a lot of people could fall into the trap of procrastination by organization. You know, like you, you're just always polishing and trying to make systems, but your business isn't really producing enough revenue to sustain hiring that next person. And so it's getting out of your comfort zone is getting into more sales and marketing. And then the other type of person that's great at sales and marketing and has no problem getting customers, but needs the consistency of how things are done and needs to offload some things from their plate to others, that's where they need to get out of their comfort zone and start working on documentation. So regardless of what type of person is building the business, I think it's, it's funny you can deal with those different challenges. I agree. So it seems like it's balance is the word, right? I mean, it's like, depends on where you are in the business cycle. You want to have it balanced. You want to make sure that you have enough traffic coming into your company, right? You are, you have enough demand from what you, what you're offering, but then you also have to have the infrastructure, the system, the organization in order to be able to service all the clientele that is coming in. So yeah. it's where is the balance? I mean, if you have this beautiful, highway that you just build, but no cars, it's kind of like a waste of money and a waste of time. But if you have a big traffic jam here and a really small road, it's not going to work either. So I think as the visionary, as the business owner, you really need to look at how do we balance the systems? How do we balance everything so everything is working together? Yeah, you figure stuff out and maybe it's messy at the beginning, but then you, you know, block 
you put the concrete in and you make the system, you know, once, once you've figured it out and then little by little, you, your, your building gets bigger. So, okay. I'm, I'm, uh, I'll try not to have so many analogies. That's where I go. I love analogies. And Me too. I think it's, easy. It, it's good to have analogies because it makes you think of like, oh yeah, that's a great analogy. So now I can compare what I have to that and figure out if it's the right time or not. So. So one of the questions I get asked a lot that I'm sure you hear too is once I invest in documentation and writing everything down, how do I make sure it's followed by everybody and that it stays up to date? So what are your thoughts on that? All right. So that's definitely a question that comes up a lot because you invest so much time in documenting, you want to make sure that it's actually being followed, right? So my number one the number one thing, the number one that needs to be in is that the business owner has to be behind it, right? The top, the C-suite, the, the leadership team, they have to be behind it and they have to really believe that um, documentation that is needed and should be done and that everyone should take part of that. Because if you don't have the backup from the leadership, it just won't take because, you know, I mean, I'll give you an example. So I had a client that we documented the processes and procedures. And then, you know, I talked to them, I followed up a few months later, well, how's it going? Is it being followed by all? No, not really. I go like, okay, what happened? So then I found out that whenever there is a problem or whenever they're hiring somebody new, they went back to training them by just talking as opposed to referring them to the documentation, right? Or if there is a problem, an issue that they need to process, they need to discuss, they need to use the processes and procedures because let's say there was something happened on the sales process. Well, then let's go into training, let's pull it up, let's see what happened, and then you know, follow it. Is it a people problem or a process problem, right? Did we miss something in the process or was the process not followed? So you basically create that habit of using the documentation in order to run the organization. So if that doesn't happen, but instead saying, well, you know, it's too much trouble to log in. Let's not do that. Let me just explain to you because it will take me a few seconds to explain that. Well, that's a whole different situation. That's basically does not create a culture or the habit in order to actually follow it. So the number one thing to do is to basically really believe in it, not in, not in like blind, blind faith, right? But really like embrace it and run it all the way up to the rest of the organization. So that's number one. Number two, I would say that you have to have it very accessible. You have to have it accessible for all, right? So it has to be on a platform that you can easily, that everyone can easily access. That's why Trenial, a cloud-based program, you can just log in and you can always know where it is. So don't make it into some Word documents that are basically somewhere on the computer that nobody can find, right? Um, you have to keep it current and not obsolete because it's enough that you have a process and somebody says, well, yeah, we documented it like three years ago. We just don't do it like that anymore, right? So then, yeah. Everything, it basically nulls everything because then you start wondering, well, if we don't do this anymore, I don't know if the other one, do we do it or we don't do it, right? So you have to make sure the processes are being current and that you're using it. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. Great point. So, you know, first you mentioned the the business owner having to embrace it. And I think also any managers, any leaders have to embrace it because there has to be a a culture of wanting to write things down and carving out the time and space to document things. Because if someone is working on documenting a best practice, 
and their manager says, oh, no, no, put that down. That's not important for right now. I need you to work on this other thing, you know, they're, and they're constantly kicking it to the back burner, then that's going to be a, 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 you know, subconscious kind of uh, a lesson that they've just taught that person on this isn't important. And so you need to be able to create that space in the organization where you're constantly as a leader saying, oh, did you update the system? Can you find some time this week to update the system? Um, because I think the more they see that you're in support of that, the more they'll start to do that themselves. So that was a great point. Making it, you know, accessible, of course, you need to have it on you. And, you know, we're trying to do that more and more with with the system. It's it's not it's not just good enough to have it on your computer, in your pocket. It's it needs to be, you know, a, a, a question away. And so what, you know, people that are listening, what you'll start to see in our product as as it evolves is that, you know, we want you to be able to ask it the questions that you have about your business and, and those things to be just really accessible. So uh, definitely working on that. But great points. So, you know, when when the, the team starts the project like this, it can be a, a big, a daunting task. You know, how, how can people have the, the momentum to, you know, continue getting through this project and not not that it not to say that it ever ends, but to, to stick with it? You know, how do you build momentum when documenting the business? You know, I think it starts with having wins. I mean, that's how you build momentum, right? Because people will continue to do things that they are enjoying, things that actually give them ROI, things that they feel like there is some kind of a reason why doing it, right? So in order to build momentum, I always like to start with that area that if you had well-documented processes and procedures will get you the biggest return on investment, right? So you just need to know where to start the documentation. And I know, Chris, you addressed it in your book. And I think it's like that is super important is to know where to start. Because if right now I'm going to start, let's say there is no problems in your HR department, but you decided to start documenting your HR department, well, it's kind of demoralizing because you already, you're not going to see a lot of changes. You're going to have great documentation. But if you know that your HR staff is stable, they're not going anywhere, but here you have like fires and, and problems in your operations or your sales department, start with the sales department. If you are about to hire three estimators, start with your sales department. Then you will see how you're putting order and things will become easier and easier to put more order and more order. And then eventually you'll document everything. But that way you can actually um, do it in a very focused, planned way that gives you immediate wins. It's kind of like the low hanging fruit that can immediately create an impact in the organization. Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, there's certain roles that have a lot of chaos in them. You know, they may, you may have a lot of people doing one thing. And so there's a, a greater risk of inconsistency and that could be a really good place to start. Or you might have an area of your business where there is negative customer feedback or something like that. You really need to dig into that and figure out what is the best way, what is the best practice that we should all be using in this area of the business. And you're right. As soon as you write those things down and you get everyone's buy-in, you start to see the win. Like, okay, we fixed that area of the business. Now let's move on to this one. Now let's move on to this one. And that is what creates the momentum or the, the snowball effect. So, you know, this, this is definitely a, a team effort. You've got to create buy-in across the team to get this started first. And so when you're working with a, a client of yours, how do you how do you initially build trust of okay 
you're coming in and what is she here for? Like, what, what is this all about? How do you build trust from the beginning? The way that I do it is I interview either myself or one of the consultants that is on my team that they're all, they're all very um, qualified and have a lot of experience. You know, so we come in and we, first of all, we interview the stakeholders. We decide who the stakeholders are and then we interview them and we ask them a bunch of questions. We survey them to find their why, why documenting, why processes and procedures, how is that going to help you? How not help, help the company, of course, but how is it going to help you? What are your goals? You know, whether you um, would like to actually be able to leave work at five o'clock or 5.30, um, but you can't do it right now, whether you want to um, get promoted, but you are the only one who knows how to do what you're doing right now. Maybe you want an assistant. You feel like, you know, you're, you are so overloaded and you need an assistant. That's an example. I mean, I was working with a company where they had very seasoned salespeople and, you know, and I'm coming there to document their sales procedures. And they go like, why do we need to do that? I mean, we're not gonna, going anywhere. We know what to do. We're not going to spend the time. I might, we know we much rather be out there selling and making money. So I did that survey on them and really found out that what they're running into is they would love to, I mean, the problem that they were running into is that when they pass the sale to the operations, it's not a smooth pass. So then the client get upset. They sometimes want a refund, you know, so it's a problem that that part of the process was a problem. So then, you know, I talked to them and we brainstormed and we said, okay, well, if that part would be smooth, they're willing to write the process from beginning to end so operations can really understand what sales is doing because they're not going to run into that problem and that's definitely going to um, avoid a lot of problems. They also really wanted a sales assistant because they felt that they can go and sell more if there can be an assistant that can help them throughout the process. But without having a documented process, they really didn't know what, what would the assistant do. So by documenting it, we actually gave them an assistant and they also, we also smoothed out the transfer, the, you know, the passing from sales to operations. And that made it very smooth. And they all had a buy-in in that. So it's really selling to the people you're working with. What's their why and how can we accomplish their why? Yeah. So it, it's really a communication thing. I mean, I, I did the same when I would do consulting. I would go in and do all these interviews with people, get to know them so that I could then influence, well, here's how this is a solution that will help you achieve your goals. And so you're right. It is selling to an extent. And in the absence of that communication and the context and the goals, people can snap into a place of fear or misunderstanding or, you know, why are we doing this? Are they trying to get rid of me? Is the, you know, like, is the company downsizing? And, and that's a very unhealthy outcome. And so I think the more upfront you can be about why we're doing this as a company, how this is going to impact you in a positive way, then you start to get people that want to participate because they see this activity as the most productive thing that they could be doing for the business because it's furthering them toward their goals. And everyone in a company wants to get closer to their own goals and aspirations. And so this is a tool to make that happen. So can you measure buy-in across the team? Is there, is there a way to, to, to know or, or is it just surveying and saying, okay, I've, I've spoken to 10 of 10 people, they're all on board? 
Well, I think, you know, the proof is in the pudding, right? I mean, you know, you start going, you start working and you can see who is engaged, who shows up for the calls, who participates, who is very eager to share information or willing to share information as opposed to somebody doesn't show up. They feel like this is not going anywhere. They're not sharing all the information. So I think it's really the engagement. You can see it, right? And also coming up with new ideas on how to improve if that's what we're looking for and just being there and participating. That's, that's, I think it's the measurement of the buy-in. Yeah. Participating engagement. And I guess you can measure someone's contributions. You know, if, if they're really against it, then they're probably not going to contribute much, but if they're for it, then you can see what they're populating in your playbook. You know, are they actually putting things in there? Are they participating? Is, is their time, you know, across the week being spent on this? So that's, that's one way to do it. Um, I guess the last topic we can cover before we wrap this up is uh, how much should someone document how deep do you go? You you could think of all of the knowledge in a business could be one of those, you know, old school uh, encyclopedia of Britannica sets with, you know, like so much information. So how deep do you go? How much to write down? You know, it, first of all, it again depends on the type of the business. I find that businesses that are very technical, very technical, they need a lot of details or they have a lot of compliance. You do have to go that deep on the operations side because you need to train your employees to use it. You need to show compliance. You need to make sure that the quality control is there. If you are a business that is less technical, let's say, for instance, a law firm. Okay, so I documented several law firms and it's very important to onboard a new attorney or onboard a new, new staff, how to actually talk to the clients, service the clients, you know, the, all the admin lines, where do you log things? How do you create a file? Where do you do it? Like all of those have to be documented, but how am I going to run a trial is not necessarily needed to be documented, right? But whereas if I'm working with an engineering firm and there are specific things that need to be documented, so you have that quality control aspect, you have to go deeper into the documentation. But it all comes back to what are you trying to accomplish, right? I mean, if you're trying to accomplish to document, to do knowledge transfer of specific knowledge that one individual has and the rest don't, and if you lose that individual, that knowledge is going to go away, you have to document it, right? And But if you're trying to accomplish, let's say, um, you know, you want to make sure that everybody does it like in sales. You want to make sure everyone does it consistently. So you have a consistent sales process, but you still have the individual salespeople. You can maybe suggest a script, but you're not going to have them memorize the script. So there is no point in writing the script. You can write best advice of what to say, but I won't document the script. But honestly, Chris, this is also where using a video, like it's very important because sometimes, okay, how deep do you want to go? You can always record a video. And if somebody wants to have more information, they can listen to the video as opposed to start writing pages and pages, right? Or you can use pictures, screenshots, whatever it is. So it makes it, so if you wanna go deeper and really understand how to do it, let's say for instance, you know, I can have screenshots on how to do something in QuickBooks, but if I hire a bookkeeper that knows how to run QuickBooks, she, she doesn't, or he, they do not need to look at the screenshots, but they know they need to know what I'm expecting and how what is my process. So that's how, like, you know, even in Trenial, you know, you have four levels, right? I mean, you have the different subjects, you have a topic, then you have the steps, right? I mean, you know, you can go deep 
you can just look overall the process, the big process, and then you can also look at the actual description if you need to while you are training or while you are trying to learn something new. Yeah, it's it's as you were talking, I, I was just thinking about this, the the visual of, you know, little by little gathering all the information in your business. It's a it's a big project and it's one that we're always doing forever. But, you know, the idea, the end result of having this tangible physical representation of here's how my company works. Here's how all the roles in the business works. Here's what's expected of people. Here's what a good job looks like. That's going to look different for every business, but it's in constant pursuit of that, that we all are. We're, we're little by little trying to give instruction and give clarity and create alignment. And we start with the areas of the business that need it the most. So it's going to be different for everyone. But, you know, like you mentioned, a video is better than, no, than nothing. You know, you, you, uh, screenshots, the written text, how detailed you get depends on the person on the receiving end of that training and, and what experience they have and what you're expecting of them. So there's no silver bullet here, unfortunately, for everyone listening. But uh, if you work with someone like Adi, then, you know, the, the, it, it just gets easier and you've got a guide to, to help you make it happen. So any final thoughts before we wrap this up? Yeah, I think really is that get started. I mean, that's what I would say, right? Don't, don't start, don't overthink it get started you know the advice is like find an area that if you get started it will give you the biggest return on investment the biggest order it will solve confusions take that area map it on a on a high level you know start and it's very easy to do it when you use a process documentation platform you know you're going to train you go okay subject is sales okay what are the main points of sale how do i sell and then you can populate it, you can create videos, you can continue later maybe, but at least you got started. So my advice is really get started. I love it. All right. Uh, Adi, where can people find you if they want to look more into the kind of work that you do? They can find me on the Trenial website. I'm one of the Platinum members, so that you can go there and look at consultants and I'll be there. Or you can, my uh, website is bizsuccesscg.com. All right. Perfect. Well, thank you so much for being here. Great conversation about documentation, hopefully valuable for all the listeners. And we'll see you next time on Organized Chaos. Hey, thanks for listening to Organized Chaos. If you like this episode, be sure to subscribe or leave a review and share it with anyone in your network that you think could use the information. If you're interested in joining the Process People community or becoming a trainual certified consultant, check out the link in the show notes for more information. You can connect with me on social media, any platform, at Chris Ronzio. You can find Trainual at Trainual, just like a training manual. I'll see you next time.